You're listening to highlights from the Creative Processes interview with jazz double bassist Bernardo Morera. This podcast is supported by the Jan Michalski Foundation. It's true that me and my brothers, we had at home beautiful cultural environment because my father was not a professional musician. He was really into jazz music and passion about it. And then my mother also as a teacher and a writer, I think we had this environment home that took me and my brother very young. We, we were into music basically because we were always listening to opera or to jazz. Of course, we had our preferences when we were kids, like we, we love Beatles and Rolling Stones. But then we had always these different approaches because of our mother and father, of course. So everything was influenced us. I mean, when I was like 14, 15, I felt a need to play an instrument. And one thing that helped a lot is the fact that we are four brothers and we start to play music together. And so we had like this small combo happening at home almost every day, every hour. And so I I understood that it was what I was going to do the rest of my life. I play the double bass as a professional musician, and I don't consider myself a piano player, but I, I play a little bit of piano, of course. Every musician should play piano to understand about harmony and to compose or to arrange music. So I play a little bit of piano. Actually, I started to play guitar before the double bass because it was not so easy to get a double bass 40 years ago. And my father was a bass player, an amateur, but he he never had a bass at home. So first I, I started to play guitar. And it was a big influence in the beginning. But then I found a a double bass. It was a terrible double bass, but it was enough to start when I was, I think, 16, 17. So today it sounds kind of late to start an instrument. But back then it was not so terrible. Now you have a small double basses that kids like nine, 10 years old, they can start to play. In the 80s, it was impossible to, if you were small, you could not play double bass, basically. Well, actually, I had the privilege of the environment where I grew up. When you're young, you don't pay attention. I never thought about my mother being a teacher of literature and being a a writer, a poet. Uh, For me, it, it was my mother, you know. It took me a long time to understand the privilege that I got, that I had so many people around me when I was young and famous, but I was not uh, aware of of that. Poets like uh, Ari Duchens, one of our biggest poets from the the 20th century, he was incredible writing lyrics for uh, so many songs uh, in Portugal. And sometimes he was there with my mother talking, but I was not uh, aware of, of that. In the early days when I was started playing, I was really into modern jazz that was very instrumental. So I didn't really pay attention about the lyrics and it, it took me a while to be interested about Portuguese music and that mixture I do in my projects with jazz and fado music and the Portuguese popular music. And then I was into the, the importance of a good poem. And now what moves me most of the time, it's that mixture of cultures and trying to do something that you cannot find in other countries. Because if you are into a lot of American jazz, for instance, you can and play great, but you are always playing music that started elsewhere. And for an European, for me, there's a good challenge to take what makes you different. What sound can you try to bring that you cannot hear in France or in Japan or in New York? 
work, but it's a very difficult challenge, actually, because you try to get really into your heart and your emotion. And I think Portugal has a lot of good emotions in popular music that you don't find a lot. It's, and that's a big challenge. So now, today, it's what moves me. And the music I do, it's always with that nostalgic ambience that so that thing, it's not always sadness. People sometimes confuse our so that with sadness, and it, it's not sadness. It's a melancholic approach that it's very hard to put on words. You need to feel. If I speak about music that I do, some my projects, always try to get all those elements there, but, but always with that Portuguese flavor that I was talking earlier. And that's that nostalgic, can be happy sometimes, can be sad, but it's not tragic at all. But it's very deep and very emotional. And that's what I'm looking for in, in the music. Today, I, I'm much more into the deepness of the, the feeling that I always think about Charlie Hayden, for instance. He doesn't need to do 1,000 notes. He, he do one note, but so powerful and so meaningful that everything is there already. And for me, it's like an artist that starts to paint a lot of things. And then with time, it's the, the line that defines everything. I, I, I'm thinking exactly about this particular melody that it's in one of my records. It's one record that I did like two years ago. It's called, and it's a record record where it's kind of a dialogue between an incredible Portuguese guitar musician called Carlos Paredes, and it was kind of a revolution in the Portuguese guitar when he starts to do his own music. And so this record pretends to be a kind of a dialogue with him. And we took some parts of melodies that he composed and we kind of took those small parts of melodies and we developed the rest of the idea as it was a dialogue. And so that theme, that tune that I'm thinking about called Antonio Madineiro, it's excellent to represent that melancholia and that feeling that I was talking about.
I can name another song. It's called Verdes Anos. It was a piece that he wrote for a, a movie in the 60s. And we did our own approach, making that kind of dialogue. And those two pieces, I think, represent a lot of emotion that you find a lot in fado music, for instance. People that hear fado, sometimes they don't understand the lyric, but they are touched with a deep emotion. And I, I have the example yesterday. I, I am in Bogota. Last night, we did a concert for almost 800 people that don't understand the Portuguese. And the, the, the people are really amazed with that emotion that fado has. And when I start to play fado music also, that was the moment where there was kind of a click and I tried to mix those elements in jazz music. And that was for me, that was the trigger to start in that direction. I, I would love that young people understand that the art is one of the things that makes you a human and not a robot. That's the difference. And if we could pass that message that what makes us human beings, it's exactly our ability to feel. We need to do it in the schools. And the, the, the teacher should be the most important person in the world right now. Good teachers who pass that message to young people. They need to focus on the important things to get that concentration capacity. If we lose the concentration capacity, then we are becoming robots. And so for me, the challenge It's really in the really young people and with teachers telling them the importance of paying attention for the important things, you know, definitely. We hope you've enjoyed listening to these highlights. To listen to the latest episodes or learn more about participating in exhibitions or interviews, click on subscribe. Thank you for listening. <laughs>